0: My guest uh, wears his gun outside his pants, too. That's right. A holdover from the first hour of Citizen Watch. My (laughs) name's. Got that. (laughs) Vern, Vern, he's he's talking to uh, Washington, D.C. My name's Casey Steed. This is Citizen Watch on Saturday morning. So glad that you're here with me. Glad to be here. Glad to to be here. my, My guest, Vern Warnke, our sheriff, one of only 58 in California, and he's graced me with his presence coming in here. So happy. Uh, to have him here, especially with everything that's been going on in his life, professionally, personally, in the news. We've seen him on the uh, local shows, the national shows. Uh, as you know, Deputy uh, Sergeant Landrum was shot at and hit by uh, this uh, guy, He's a felon, illegal immigrant from uh, Los Banos. Actually, I guess we were San I guess, is where he lives. And, yeah. And then uh, found him over there in LB trying to effect an arrest. Talked a lot about that in the six a.m. a.m. hour on Citizen Watch on Saturday morning on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, fourteen eighty a.m. Got to get the call letters in there. And again, if you want to hear these shows, and I know a lot of people do, especially once they find out who my guest is. I uh, <laughs> you talked need about him last week. Oh no, no, this—I'm kind of surprised he came in. You know, I've been waiting for the uh, waiting for the call, but uh, yeah, he's a good sport. You know, I—I I, I tell this story often. One time he, he, he met me at a, or I saw him at an event, and he goes, I don't know whether to kick your ass or shake your hand. And <laughs> I think we've kind of had that relationship on and off, but uh, we're shaking hands, and, and most of the time we do shake hands. Yes, we do. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm opinionated. Got to got to fill two and a half hours, and today is easy, folks, because, again, Vern Warnke in studio. We're in hour number two. We still have the bonus half hour at 930. Six o'clock hour, uh, 53 minutes. We talked about all kinds of things going on with this Las Banas thing. Some of, his, some of his staffing issues, good news on that front. We're still working on corrections. We haven't forgot about you guys over there, the white shirts. And, and Vern hasn't either. Uh, I know there's been talk in the past, you know, two separate families. But really, you're one big family, all trying to row the boat in the same direction. And quite frankly, as Vern said, it's hard to get the white shirts over there. Uh, some of the, now, you also run the courts, right? The Correct. security detector, all, yeah. that, all that stuff going on in, over there. And, you know, we talked a little bit because we've got to make this pretty quick. I've got about 20 items, and I know I'm not going to be able to get them all. Uh, to talk to Vern about them all, but you know the, the attacks on law enforcement—not only physically, as we saw, trying to arrest this gentleman, but just uh, j- just in the uh, you know the the political scene, that sort of thing. But there is a lot of accountability now. You guys do have body cams now, correct? correct. So so we have that mm-hmm. going for us. Uh, GPS in the cars—we yep. know where people are going, uh, what's going on, those type of things. But. One of the interesting things that came out uh, of, the, of the, again, all the legislation uh, up there in Sacramento was this SB-192. California State Sheriff Association was opposed to this. This is the, uh, if a cop needs you... He can, uh, I call it deputizing That's exactly what
1: it is. Well, the term posse comitatus, where do you think the term posse comes from? Is back in the the days, the sheriff would get together a posse of citizens to help him wrangle up a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And that's where this term come from. So at that time, while they're working for the sheriff, uh, they were peace officers and going out to help wrangle up the bad guy. Well, the term is is that uh, you know if I'm down on the ground and I need help or whatever's going on, and I look up and I see somebody that looks like they can help me, mm-hmm. I can say please give me a hand. Well, that in and of itself gives this guy immunity, and allows him to come in. But some uh, dumbass who said that uh, uh, they're. Um, Oh, they're in a moral moral dilemma, really? To help law enforcement? That's a moral dilemma. Bob
0: Bob Hertzberg out of uh, Southern California, I don't know exactly where, he says it puts people in a moral dilemma. Uh, if a sheriff or a law enforcement, not just sheriff, any law enforcement asks you to help. And again, this is just so disturbing because I really don't think that's how the majority of people feel. They want to help law enforcement. Yeah, and
1: you can see it, especially in this county, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the support our law enforcement gets. There's been several occasions where the citizens just jumped in, didn't have to be asked. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, I, I mean absolute fact, I can sit there and swear it on my grandchildren that most of the citizens here that are willing, they're going to jump in. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's happened. And, and again, uh, it is such a, a, a great comfort to know that the majority of the 280,000 citizens we have in this country in this county Are great. It doesn't pose a moral dilemma. I think in our county, they're thinking the moral dilemma is coming out of these (laughs) folks in Sacramento or or Los Angeles in this case. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very disappointing. And again, it's just
0: when I talk about a tax on law enforcement, you know, I don't have to help you. I don't have to give you my name. You know, uh, these type of things. And it's 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 just disappointing because uh, you know the sheriff has a sheriff's posse, and to be honest with you, it's quite an honor to be on that yeah and and it's not necessarily they go out looking for bad guys but it's it's in the spirit of that in other words it's a support group for the sheriff and right. you know in exigent circumstances emergencies if the sheriff if you see a deputy on the side of the the road needs help and that happens a lot it does and in, in, in we had an incident i, I know uh, sheriff warren is familiar with it the new hall incident uh, where we had a local officer frago uh, that was killed uh, in a little town up there on top of the grapevine. And uh, there was actually a citizen that came. Uh, unfortunately, Officer Frago and his partner were, were killed almost uh, instantly. And there was a backup officer, and uh, a gentleman was watching what was going on at this truck stop, couldn't believe it, ran over, grabbed one of the shotguns. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there was only one round when that. Went dry and uh, they started shooting back. He went and hid in a ditch, but at least he tried he, and he did. And, and and this, I guess, this law came into effect where uh, somebody was, uh, you know, deputized and felt that they're, you know, they were put in a compromising uh, position. But again, I don't think law enforcement is going to ask your help unless they really need it. Right. And and it's, but again, it just goes to show something that has worked uh, since 1855 or whenever we had. Uh, on the side of uh, our Merced County uh, units when we were incorporated. But again, this law went into the 1800s with another law from the 1800s. And again, an attack on law enforcement. And this was the use of force law, the deadly force law. Now, my understanding and from my reading of it, it's really kind of a toothless tiger. when. Uh, Black Lives Matter and the ACLU took their support away from it, I thought, hey, this is a good law because it's probably uh, not going to affect law enforcement to the detriment it originally talked about. And we have had a couple of competing bills. As you know, we have a new uh, state senator, Anna Caballero, which was trying to get a kind of a watered down version of that. And my understanding, what was passed, the sister companion law to that is going to be the money for training on this de-escalation and some of these techniques. Do you really think, uh, and I, I don't know your answer, do you think there was a problem with the use of force laws, the deadly force laws, when you could and could not shoot? To me, uh, the case they used up in Sacramento where this guy wouldn't show his hands, show your hands, comply, right?
1: Exactly. Do as you're told. You know what, if you've got a problem with it, that's what the judiciary is for. The judicial system, will, if the, if the law enforcement officer has goofed up or has done something stupid intentionally or whatever, there's ways of dealing with that. But just because you don't want to comply, then all of a sudden you're, you're putting the cop at a bad uh, you know, thing. It's like we're supposed to recognize when a toy gun is a toy gun. Well, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have that in your hands. When you see law enforcement come up, gravity should be your friend and let it go. Mm -hmm. you know but they don't look at it like that or
0: he's a good kid going to college and he's trying to get his life turned around you don't know that at the time you're trying to
1: take care of the problem right you know they don't call us there uh to invite us for dinner they don't call us they're calling us there when nobody else can handle the situation that they've got themselves into or somebody else they call us they call law enforcement and we go in head first and doing what we have to do you know what you don't realize is how many million law enforcement officers are in this state alone. And you hear about a couple exactly, and we and, try to
0: paint the whole group. Yeah, itself.
1: it's exactly right. It's you know, it's uh, you know, I want to say you're taking a demographic and you're holding them, you know, you're being you're being uh, prejudice against that one demographic based solely upon the actions of a couple of bad ones. Well, pick any nationality, okay? Pick a Martian. You know how many millions of Martians we have. And most of them are good, but you get one or two bad ones. And I said you can apply this to anything, profession. Look at teachers, anything. clergy. I mean, exactly.
0: There's issues, but you know, and you you've been a pretty uh, you know you, you keep a pretty tight ship. And uh, you made some mention uh, in the first the 6 a.m. hour. And again, if people want to hear that, go online uh, on demand, Citizen Watch Banner. You'll you'll catch it there. But you were pretty frustrated to the point where you uh, you know took a you know took a little lesser uh, uh, you know profile, became a reserve. But uh, under your watch discipline has been a different rule. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a little incident. It wasn't associated with the Sheriff's Department, but it kind of spilled out in the uh, end of the evening there, uh, last Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, again, kind of a, a, a bruise to the to the reputation. Right. You, you took care of that problem, right? We did. And, and so uh, realize that you don't have somebody that's going to acquiesce or whitewash things. They look at things because, again, that perception, you realize that one, one incident can really tarnish all of the good things you're trying to do.
1: Exactly. And the fortunate part about that incident, it was dealt with. Uh, the individuals involved uh, were atoned, and they atoned to it, mm-hmm. and we've moved on. Right,
0: and not everything needs termination. Not no. everything is prosecute. I mean, they want these. Uh, there was a gentleman that stood up. The city of Merced is reviewing their charter. The guy stands up and he goes, "This would be a perfect time for a police commission with subpoena powers." We don't need that. No, no we, we have don't. internal
1: controls, internal affairs. Yourself. There's checks and balances, the DA. Well, the checks and balances part is as I'm elected, and don't think for a minute that if the citizenry don't like what I'm doing, I'm I'm not working anymore. And that's where our checks and balances is. They're, they're double checking on me. That's why I'm open about everything that we do. And they wanna check something, here it is. Absolutely here it is, because they have a right to know. I'm elected, they have a right to know what's going on professionally and some things personally. Uh, and some people want to disagree with that, but you know what? they're putting their faith in me. You know it's uh, I watched uh, the American president mm-hmm. and when uh, the president was uh, he and his girlfriend were fighting, and she says, "You've got a lot more to worry about than that. You just lost my vote, and that was his girlfriend. What a powerful statement You just lost my vote mm-hmm. wow okay that's 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 no money value to that it, that's that's faith that's that's what people are hanging on they they want. To be able to go into that when they come up for uh, election on anything know your candidate mm-hmm. but when you're casting your vote you're putting your vote which means your authority toward that person to do that job and by gosh that person better be holding true to what is being said
0: well obviously uh, i think you've kept your word to the people and to the people that have elected you and to the constituents out there because again unopposed last time yeah you, you didn't have anybody uh, challenge you and again uh You know, quite candidly, there were some things that needed to change, and I I think that's good. And so, the accountability—my whole point about this was: uh, there's systems in place, there's uh, there's visual things, there's the the, we know where the cars are, we know what the officer did on the calls, we have recordings of dispatch, we know what's going on, we have Vern overseeing, we have internal affairs, we have all these different things. The district uh, attorney—you know—how is your relationship with the new district attorney? Uh, As you know, you've seen two in your term of office. Uh, I I don't know if we're doing searching the offices anymore over there, but uh, (laughs) I know that uh, you you, you and Larry actually became quite close and worked on a lot of different things. We did. It was a very surprising election, quite frankly, uh, with Kimberly Helms Lewis. I did not see that. How has it been working with her now, I guess, what, a year and a half?
1: Uh, actually, it's been less than a year. So actually, yeah, a, yeah, I guess less than a year. Uh, January. Uh, we've worked together on a few projects. She still uh, deserves and needs to be supported in her role there because uh, we want her to succeed. And uh, she's going through some speed bumps within her own organization. And uh, anything less than full support uh, is just wrong. Uh, she needs to have that support to guarantee success because if she succeeds, the people in this county succeed. Yeah. You know, don't set her up for failure. And uh, we're doing everything we can at my agency to help her succeed, and uh, we're holding true to that. We want her to succeed, and I don't know anything good or bad going on, uh, but I do know that she's had some speed bumps and to have to deal with some things that you know for leftovers, and uh, she just absolutely deserves it. And so, folks, she was elected into that position, uh, whether you did or didn't. But bottom line is, she's still our district attorney, and she needs the support.
0: All right, and we, we always kind of joked, uh, used to joke on this show about who's the top cop because, you know, Laverne goes out and catches them and. And uh, cleans them, and then it's up to uh, the district attorney to prosecute. Right. And of course, that cooperation. Uh, there's been some issues in the past. You know, do we commit enough resources to gangs? Do we commit enough resources to dope? You know, are we looking at the right things? But it seems that we've been rowing the boat in the right directions under you know hopefully the last administration toward the end, and now as you say, going forward. Right. So. Uh, The information that you've been requested from them, you know, reports, that type of thing, there's a back and forth.
1: There is a back and forth and and full cooperation. There's been nothing held back. And, you know, recently with the shooting of of my sergeant, uh, the DA investigators showed up and uh, the support and to have them there was just outstanding and to get that kind of support from other gunslingers from that uh, agency is wonderful
0: yeah well 19 uh 19 felony and misdemeanor charges Uh, i don't know if that's throwing the book but uh, i don't know what left what could be uh, charged interesting some of the things uh that were charged here but again uh, every one of them warranted and and i hope that uh, they don't reduce or plead this out uh it's, it's just it's just fortunate that nobody was hurt more seriously. And uh, this guy wanted to scare folks. Well, you don't scare the Merced Sheriff's Department. And like I say, he looked pretty uh, pretty scared when they brought him in there to the in the Sally Port. And I loved how you brought him in on the canine unit. I thought that was appropriate. We need to take care of the dog. Hopefully the dog wasn't hurt on that bite. Folks, we're out of the first segment of Citizen Watch on the 8 a.m. hour. My name's Casey Steed on... Which says News Talk one hundred seven point three FM fourteen eighty AM in studio Vernon H Warnke a Sheriff. We're going to talk about so many things. Please stick with us through the break. Vengan acá todos. Vengan a ver esta. Pa- Alto. Párele, párele. Vengan acá todos. Vengan a ver esta palomita que me encontré en su nido. <laughs> Está echadita.
1: Oiga, señor, we are federales. You know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. No sea tonto, hombre. We didn't try to do you any harm. Why don't you try to be a little more polite? Give was your gone and we leave you in peace. I need my gun myself. Ah, uh, throw that oh, old no. iron over here. We'll pick it up and go our way. You go anyway without my gun and go quick.
0: Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 right. Oh, what a Hello, great movie, The Treasure got the idea. of they Sierra got Madre, with uh, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> I know I'm dating myself, but I I love that one. That's a that's a great. A great movie. We don't need no stinking badges, you know. And again, it just kind of goes the uh, attitude out there in in the community uh, about law enforcement. It's really, really disappointing. It kind of makes you wonder what more legislation is going to come down. But again, in studio, Vern Warnke, the sheriff of Merced County, one of only 58 sheriffs here in the county. In the state. In the state, rather. Excuse me. I'm sorry. We have more sheriffs on (laughs) on staff. What is our uh, census over there? A
1: couple hundred deputies? Uh, I've got 270 sworn, um, and then another 100. and we're, We're at about 375 personnel at the agency. And you also run the communications center. Communications. I'm also the head dog catcher
0: going to say you know that's way down on the list but you brought it up (laughs) animal control animal control
1: big deal man a lot of money a lot of money and i gotta tell you uh i mean just to that we spend to run it oh my gosh um and you talk about passion the folks are so, and I talk about folks, I'm talking about the citizens within the county. Mm-hmm. They're so passionate about how animals are treated and, and so on. And, um, you know, sometimes they they think that we should be doing something when we have the legal restraints. You know, uh, we've got one case with some horses on the northern part of Merced. Mm-hmm. And the person that's reporting this uh, seems to think that we, we're not doing our job. But our animal control officers are... Uh, they're, they're professionals and they've brought in a vet, a very well-renowned vet, mm-hmm. and these horses are improving, but this person keeps calling and complaining and actually saying some very derogatory things on our Facebook page, but they don't understand. This person that owns these horses is doing everything legal to get them back up to health and the vet that we've had going out there saying the horses are improving, well, that's what the legal standard is. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so there's frustration, but people are very passionate, you know heaven forbid if an air conditioner goes out at animal services and the the dogs end up getting a little warm but it's almost like there could be a fire in the main jail and mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't get three words in the the press but uh, the air conditioner goes out and it's front page news yeah. so
0: it, it's it's it is kind of frustrating i was going to ask you what costs more to take care of animals or people and I yes know that you, yeah <laughs> you can commit a lot of resources and we've seen some stories there was a Couple of guys, I don't know, they kicked a dog to death, and yeah. my word, the uh, uh, outcry! And again, we see things that happen to our own deputies in our community,
1: and there's no outcry,
0: and, and it, it, it's just very, very frustrating. Again, I know folks, our listeners understand, and, yeah. and uh, that's the one good thing. But you, you do have animal control. Yeah, I wonder what was is that the president colony again? The, uh, the, the, I remember uh, years ago, Jimmy Pacheco was heading that up for a while, yes. and. Uh, uh you know uh he's he's since retired i guess uh, he has look.
1: retired but you know what like all good cops he uh he's back to work for no. me it's part-time he's a reserve deputy with us. Oh, are you kidding no, me well no, god I'm bless glad to heart. have him
0: yeah his uh his uh wife Jeanette works over there at the da and uh, i saw him at the
1: uh, merced county fair he was actually uh Helping out, showing some animals there in the barn, which uh, very active. He's a very good dad, and he takes care of his kids, and he's uh, participating with them. So, you know, he's not only a good cop, but he's a, a, an absolutely wonderful father.
0: Yeah, no, he uh, he's a, he's a great guy. I really, I really like Jimmy. You know, uh, let's just talk a little. You mentioned CCWs and the farmers out there, and these uh, these cooks, these bad hombres. Better be careful going out into some of those uh, some of those rural areas late at night to commit their thievery for their drugs and things, which is usually what it's for. Um, CCW is carry concealed weapons. Uh, previous administrations have not been as generous as you have. I know that since you've been in office, I don't know if you've kept track, but I know a lot of people, a guy I'm working for the other day. Uh, yeah. I just went over Vern renewed me, yeah. uh, guy that owns a little body shop here in town. Anyway, you've been very pro second amendment. Yes. I know you're pro first amendment cause you're, you're willing to say what it say, what it is. But tell us uh, the Second Amendment, you're still just as strong with it with all of the things we see nationally
1: absolutely. Uh, like I said, we have two hundred and eighty thousand folks in this uh, county, and the fortunate part is, is most of them are very good so uh, i I changed policies at the sheriff's Office that if you lived within a city mm-hmm. uh, prior policy was that you had to go to that police chief and apply and, and if you got declined as actually should have been when you got declined, then you applied with the sheriff's <laughs> office right uh, well. My philosophy was, is even the folks in the city have an opportunity to vote for sheriff. And they didn't need their police chief's permission to go vote. So they don't need their police chief's permission to come see me. So I changed the policy. And that doesn't mean that if you live within a city and if you want to check with your police chief, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. No. But you don't have to. You can come straight to me and get
0: it. Let me tell you what the answer is going to be here in the city of Merced. A million-dollar liability policy right off the bat. Psychological evaluation by I don't know who, but somebody, you know. Very, very restrictive. Yeah, very a lot of restrictive. Doing that. And and again, they're covering. You know, it's a CYA deal. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, this is your Second Amendment right. They don't ask you. You know, do you uh, to speak uh, to have all of this in place? So again, I think that's a feather in your hat. Again, some of the surrounding counties are the same attitude. Right. And even though we may be in a very liberal state, uh, we are in a very conservative area.
1: We've, we're very uh, good to have from, I uh, will say, from San Joaquin County. Uh, down through Bakersfield, this entire valley. Uh, I know all the sheriffs personally, and they're the same mind. Uh, an armed society is a polite society. Uh, when I took office, uh, my assistant, Josette, uh, made comment that I had about 400 permits that were out there. And to date, we're pushing about 3,000. Isn't that like almost 10 times as
0: many with yeah. my MCOE math? A lot more. And again, some of the concerns of not only maybe current Uh, Cities and previous sheriff's administrations have not panned out. In other words, we haven't had a tenfold increase in. Uh, shootings by CCW holder i mean there hasn't been any really big issues no but you also keep track of that too in other words once you get a ccw it's not see you later and uh, just oh, renew no. it
1: they gotta they gotta be trained that's the point about this is right. they have to maintain training and uh, so every, at least every two years they're getting recertified on their training and that's not just a written aspect of it it's a physical aspect of it where they got to show performance so we want them to be able to show performance. You know, we were talking about the farmers. Why well, I, uh, I know a cattleman uh, out on Sandy Mush Road. He was his barn was being burglarized. He had a tripwire set up, and he knew when people were out there. He goes out to confront them, and they tried to run him over, hmm. and uh, tried to kill him. it's assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. Well, he had CCW and was packing, and was on the phone with our dispatch center when they tried to run him over, and uh, he ended up cacking a couple rounds and hitting the driver. And uh, and a, there was a passenger in the car. But the bottom line was as they charged that that guy, the, uh, the cattleman, is, uh, he's safe today because he had his firearm and he was out to protecting his property. Right. He wasn't going to shoot these people because they were stealing. No. He was shooting because they were coming at him with yeah. a car. And so, uh, you know, folks, we're out there. This is a dangerous world. But if you get trained and you, and you want to carry, uh, the likelihood is if your background's clear, you're going to get it. Uh, The only thing I require on your reasoning is personal protection. You don't need to give me a seven-page litany, and I've had that done. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't have to do that. I know why you want to carry. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family. Well, having that CCW is an improvement in quality of life Mm -hmm. because you know you can uh, at least defend yourself. Uh, the only way to defend yourself against an armed intruder is being armed yourself. So, um, so anyhow, so we're very proactive with the CCWs, and uh, we've gotten it down, um, you know. And I got to say, uh, my hats off to our current Attorney General, because our prior Attorney General, when I w- had CCW applications out, I was waiting sometimes eight months to get a DOJ clearance, and I actually had conversation with our current Attorney General. And, this is Becerra. Yes and told him the situation that I was in personally, and he was taking notes. It was at one of our sheriff's conferences, and he was taking notes. And by gosh, before I got back home from that sheriff's conference, he had talked to some folks up there because I told him, I said, you got people on your staff that I think are personally uh, holding up this stuff. they got a personal agenda against this And because if you were going to be a school teacher, you went in 10 o'clock in the morning, got your live scan done. By 1030, you had all the stuff back. So that tells me, and it goes to the same place. Right. So, uh, Josette, God bless her. But I come back and there was 200 applications on my desk and she was very colorful with her language. wanting to know what the heck I said to the attorney general. But now, uh, I've got maybe five or six pending, uh, in there. They've only, we've only had for a week Mm -hmm. and most of the time it takes three or four days to get everything back. And you know, so we're rapidly turning them. Um, So we're about six weeks out now for people wanting to make appointments.
0: It's amazing. Becerra, I mean, this guy has sued the administration on everything that uh, comes down the pipe. It's nice to see. Uh, that it doesn't appear that, you know, he's totally against everything and no, is somewhat supportive.
1: He he was very supportive of me on that one issue. Uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, he's probably rocking back and forth on his heels after this current issue that I'm bringing up. But uh, I can say that uh, he held to his word. And uh, I may disagree with him, but I got to respect him because he was he was true to his word when he and I chatted. So.
0: And the, uh, the you mentioned the qualification every two years, the re-upping. If something happens in that period of time that comes to the sheriff's attention, mm-hmm. uh, misbehavior, conduct that you know maybe would preclude you from having that CCW, it comes back just as it, quick, right? Oh, it does.
1: And uh, I've given all my deputies full authority. If they come into a situation where CCW holders being a knucklehead, they take the gun and the permit and they bring it to me and then I will deal with the CCW holder. I expect every CCW holder out there to do absolutely 100% cooperation with any gunslinger. I'm talking about my deputies or any police officer. They need to abide by the rules. They wanna get stupid, they're gonna lose that permit. And for the most part, I think out of the 3,000 permits I've got out there, I think maybe 10 people I've had to revoke. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them, they got out and got silly with uh, drinking and driving. and you know.
0: That's, not, that's like 0.01%. I mean, that's just it,
1: nothing. Yeah. So, so even though we've increased, uh, we haven't had those problems. Correct. We haven't had one issue with uh, somebody being silly uh, using their gun. You're not scared of guns, are you? Not a bit.
0: Not a bit. It's the people that, uh, the gun's just an inanimate object, right? Right. No such thing
1: as an assault weapon, is there? It's the person that's holding it. That's, the, that's, that's where the, the assault person. comes through. That's where the assault comes through. Uh, you know, uh, I carry a lever-action rifle, a Henry, in mm-hmm. my truck, 44 mag. That's my rifle. <laughs> that's, that a big, I carry. that's a big round, man. That's a big round. And uh, it carries 10, 10 rounds in the tube. Mm-hmm. And you know, people kind of chuckle, but I'll tell you right now, if you know what you're doing, uh, I don't need but one or two shots.
0: Well, it's funny, uh, you know, all this talk about the AR, you know, the two-two-three round. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think a shotgun with uh, with the right rounds, I'd be a little more afraid of that. But th- we get into this, you know. I didn't buy my gun from the government, so when they come and wanted to buy it back, how uh, you know? I don't want you to, you know, ask you to read the tea leaves, but uh, I remember years ago the SKS. Uh, was uh, deemed to be uh, not, uh, people couldn't own it. There was some problem with that. It was a Chinese-made uh, rifle. Right. And uh, remember in line-up one time they said, now what do you do if people come and they want to turn in their SKS? And one of the officers goes, go to the ATM? And uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, we're supposed to uh, confiscate those or, or get those off the right. street. Do you see that coming?
1: No, and, and I say no only because of the fact that uh, the way the technology is, Um, I know a guy personally that used a 3D printer
0: to make a gun. To
1: make a gun. Well, you can go to Uh, Home Depot
0: and damn near make
1: one. Yeah, well, they've got so many parts that you can make or or order in with not any serial numbers Mm -hmm. uh, that are out there. So, uh, you know, they're out there and we're confiscating them when we come up on them. The gangbangers are using them. So uh, do I see that happening? I think it's going to be a little tough. And I
0: imagine Uh, the people that you run into, and again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but... The individuals that do bad things with guns, usually they don't own the gun legally or it's not something they really should have probably in the first place.
1: Yeah, the way they're trying to legislate the gun ownership and such, they're just penalizing the good people because do you think for one minute, one minute that them telling you that pick a gun, I don't care, you pick one right now and say that gun's illegal. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, th- let's say the AR-15, you know. Yeah, and, okay. Say what they, the hell is an AR? The Armalite Rifle 15? I mean, what is an There's so many variations exactly. of a, a blowback,
1: uh, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's just crazy, Vern. But what they're talking about is, is they're in the they're hands. First off, we got a mental health issue. Yes. And here again, mental health is jumping up. And because our government wants to have everybody got their uh, tiptoeing through the tulips that everything's uh, unicorns and rainbows, well, it's not. <laughs> you know, there's sometimes you're going to have to stone up and tell these people, that need mental health, that they're going to be in there for a while.
0: And we're not talking about Peach Pits, folks. We're talking about growing a set, leadership. And you know who I have is a leader in our community, 40 years on the force. He's like, geez, don't say that too. 40 years on the force. And, uh, you know, there's a personal side of Vern Warnke, the softer side of Vern, as we like to say. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that in our last segment of the eight o'clock hour. They go quick. I only have another thirty minutes with him. I hope you stick with us. This has been a great show. My name is Casey Steed on Citizen Watch, the voice of your valley, Mercedes News Talk 107.3 FM 105. 1480 AM. I'll get it straight. I'm so happy he's here. We'll be right back. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? California it's a good place to live we try to keep it that way it's a full-time job every 60 seconds a crime is committed in Los Angeles in the Los Angeles Police Department's communications center the telephone rings every 20 seconds 24 hours a day of the three million people who live in Los Angeles 35,000 of them are known rapists murderers and thieves they outnumber the police force seven to one every time a policeman answers a call he takes a calculated risk There'll always be somebody out there who doesn't like him and who might have a gun. That's where I come in. I carry a badge. And his name is Vern (laughs) Warnke. And there are people out there that want to take shots at you, as we saw. It was the last week.
1: Last week, last Wednesday. Last Wednesday.
0: I could not believe it because I had done the show and talked about the Ranil Singh memorial flag being taken to his widow. Widow. And I was talking to the bike rider, and I said, man, it's just amazing how people have kind of, you know, forgot about this. It's out of the news. Thank God, you you know, you're keeping it alive. And then next Wednesday, this happens, which is just deja vu. And thank God it wasn't the same outcome Correct. as Newman. Yeah. That was a Stanislaus. That was outside, right outside the county.
1: Oh, yeah, 100 yards.
0: And and, and Ron Hill, I, I know you and I had actually yeah. talked, maybe personally, worked for our department. Yeah, he worked for us
1: in the courts for a short period of time.
0: Unbelievable. Folks, we're here with Vern Warnke. The sheriff of Merced County, 58 in California. Only one here in Merced County, and we're lucky to have him on his second term in office. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. I'll get those call letters right. One of these days, what's next? Well, you know, there's a softer side of Vern, a personal side of Vern. Uh, A couple of shows ago, I sent out my thoughts and condolences to Vern Warnke and my good. Partner in crime Robert the Velvet Sledgehammer Thomasetti who's been going through some very very serious health issues and our own sheriff has had some issues too. Yeah, now, I'm not saying anything out of school. I talked to him about this, so don't you know I'm not bringing this up out of out of turn out of school. But you have you had some issues. I know you talked to the board. You were going in Stanford, I heard.
1: Yeah, went to Stanford, spent uh, a total of ten nights there. Uh, what ended up happening is is that. Uh On July 22nd, on a Monday, uh, we had just spent a week uh, vacation with our grandsons. We take them to Santa Cruz. You and your wife. Me and my lovely bride. And uh, we took our grandsons along with uh, a friend of mine at the sheriff's office, Captain Ziraki, and his bride and grandsons. And and we've done this annually. And uh, so uh, we got back from our vacation. And Monday, coming back to work, I jump out of the shower and standing in front of the mirror in my birthday suit. And, I mean, it scared me. I looked at me, and I was yellow from head to toe. I was going to say, what did you see that you hadn't seen before in your birthday <laughs> yeah. suit? So you looked a little jaundiced? Uh, a lot jaundiced. I mean, I actually uh, uh, called out to my bride and had her come and take a look. I mean, it scared me. So I called the doctor. Immediately he brought me in. And uh, he, I could tell if you're a poker player, you'd want to play with this guy because he doesn't have a poker face. And so he, uh, he took a look and said, all right, you're going right now to the lab. So I went to the lab, and then while I was at the lab, I got a call from my doctor. We got you set up for CAT scan, so I went from the lab to the CAT scan, and all this within two hours that same day on the 22nd of July. And the only symptom was the color of your skin. And a little darkened urine. It was But dark- you felt okay. I felt wonderful. Just came off a of vacation. Yeah, felt so, wonderful. So what was it? it uh, well, it turns out that, uh, of course, he walks in because I come back the next day. He put a rush on all the tests. Comes walking back into the office the next day. He's got a stack of papers in his hands from all the tests, and he said, Sheriff, this isn't good. I thought, okay, what? He says, we found a mass. So I'm thinking something golf, bear, a grapefruit size growing somewhere right. and in, in this thing. And um, truth be told, it was the size of a large mole. And it was in my small intestine, or also known as the duodenum. Okay. And it was cancer. And it was actually blocking my bile duct, which gave me the symptoms. Okay. Had it been a quarter of an inch in any other direction. You
0: never would have found never it? Never
1: would have found it. And it would have been too late. So... Uh, that was okay, uh, but I'm still, I had a, a few days. So on Tuesday, when he's telling me this, so again with this non poker face with my doctor, and I thank him, uh, the Lord, every day for him right now, uh, he says, You are to call Kathy. You're to tell her to pack a bag. Your lovely bride. My lovely bride. And you are driving straight to uh, Stanford ER. So this is like
0: the day after you found uh, the, the jaundice the next day? And you're- and
1: the next day, I'm on my way to Stanford. I was in their ER at 1 o'clock uh, Tuesday afternoon and uh, he'd handwritten a note and gave me all the lab results the cat scan everything and uh, when they did the triage in er the triage nurse says why are you here and i handed her all this stuff she looked at me says good enough have a seat wow and uh, i very was very serious yeah i was in a bed that evening uh, late but i was in a bed and um so that was tuesday night So uh, Wednesday and Thursday, nothing. I went in, they did another CAT scan. They constantly doing blood work. And um, they they, wanted to reconfirm some stuff on their CAT scan. And and so they scanned this time from my chin down to just above my knees. They wanted to make sure they got everything. And then they find a thickening in my esophagus. (laughs)
0: Now, see now again. I don't like to say, any, but I,
1: that's what I had kind of heard. Well, no, it started in, the, in your. It started here, but the thickening in my esophagus was just an infection. No big deal. No, no big deal. Antibiotics, it's gone.
0: See, I heard that was the big deal. No, so that
1: wasn't that it was wasn't, good. That was, that was very good because that's a bad area. No, that is. Oh you know, yeah, air. A lot of well, yeah. a lot of blood vessels yeah. go through there. So anyway, uh, they finally did the biopsy on good. Friday of yes. uh, that week, and we were released. I was released the next day. And uh, so I went back to the doctor on the following Monday. He had all the test results. And uh, the fortunate part was is when they did the biopsy, of course, they did it or- or orthoscopically through my throat. Uh-huh. And when they reached in to take a piece of the, the, the mass, as they called it, it came out. The whole thing? Yeah, came out with the biopsy. And so it was barely attached. So my doctor, he's reading all these things, and of course Stanford, what a great place! They release all that information to me. They release it to him. but I'm reading it, and it's it, it's in Greek. You know, <laughs> I don't understand what you know any of it.
0: Well, now you're the coroner. You yeah. have a little medical. Well, background. yeah, but
1: not when it's on your body. You know. So anyway, so my <laughs> yeah. doctor goes, I can't believe this. I've never seen this before, and he told me that they had gotten uh, that out through the biopsy. So what they uh, did uh, was they did a Whipple procedure, and what they did by that is they removed. Uh, that section of intestine. Mm -hmm. They removed my gallbladder. They removed a portion of my pancreas and the lower part of my stomach. And they said anything that was around that area where the cancer was, they wanted to remove from my body. Wow. So the uh, surgery was very invasive. They started just at my sternum and down below my belly button and uh they did all that and then while they're in there they took samples out of all the tissues and then 51 lymph nodes and they all come back negative you they know, we had find that many lymph yeah, nodes. well i guess there's a hundred of them or, or Unbelievable. so yeah so and there were more so good news it's great news that they found no other cancer and i thought okay thank you lord and uh so uh got back well they now they want me to uh, do a regimen of chemotherapy in case there's anything microscopic that could be floating around. And so me being me, I say, doc, you know, what the heck? You don't find any. Why the chemotherapy? And uh, this is where I like straightforward. He says, well, if it comes back, it's incurable and it's going to be fast. Okay, sign me up. Yeah, hey, when, let me get when, this vein up here. You know? when, when do we start that? So uh, I'll be starting at probably at the end of next week. No,
0: and, I mean, that would be my, yeah, yeah, when can we start? Yeah. So but you're starting it next week yeah, and this and is a regimen. it's going to be a
1: series of eight Treatments. Uh, it'll be a, uh, one infusion, and that same day I start oral medication. That'll go on for 14 days. Then I'll have seven days of nothing. Then I'll do it all over again for a total of eight times. So Plan um, on staying at work? Oh, yeah. During uh, this time I'm going to that... try and schedule it. Like I said, when we're done with today's show, I'm going to be uh, going to the oncologist and see if I can get everything scheduled for the, um, the infusion to be done on a Friday because they're saying that any side effects are going to happen within 48 hours or during that 48 hours after the infusion. So I'd much rather be at home not having to worry about it. Sure. I can still go to work because, you know, again, I have an illness. I like what I do. And uh, um, so, and then uh, this is how much support I have um, this week. Uh, a bunch of folks know about what's going on. I made no, no bones about this. And I actually gave department emails. I give to everybody, the entire agency uh, updates on what's going on. Again, I feel they have the right to know what's going on with mm-hmm. their sheriff, mm-hmm. whether they like me or not, or cares on them. But they're at least going to know. Right. Well, I made no bones about it with several friends and a group of them got together and literally bought a recliner for me to put in my office in That's case nice. I get uh, fatigued and sure. I got a place to, uh, to put my feet up. And that almost brought a tear to my eye uh, to think that these guys were sitting there and they thought and they, I mean, they delivered it to the office. Uh, and I mean, this isn't a cheap recliner. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is a, I mean, high quality leather, buck stitched. Uh, it's also it lifts you up. It goes with your decor. It goes with my decor. And uh, so when we talk about support, uh, I've got a tremendous amount of support in this county, and I want to give back to this county everything because um, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm not worthy, and yet um, uh, they um, you they, are. They they've come on board and done that. So what a what a testament to the, the folks in this county. And like I said, here it is. They got together and uh, within they, it was kind of funny because they were telling me this within about three minutes of them talking about it, they had one of the guys there owns a furniture store. He was on the phone, had it loaded on the truck within minutes, mm-hmm. and they just did it. And um, wow! Uh, so uh, I'm very proud to be the sheriff of this county, and it's because it was the citizens like that that are uh, you know it makes it worthwhile coming to work every day.
0: Well, there's a lot of love there. I told you your deputy was very. Uh, very uh, true in his statement beloved by this community when you were up there looking for that gentleman that uh, or that guy that had shot Landrum and I or Landrum and I know you're not going to have anything on Landrum if he can go out there after that you're
1: (laughs) gonna (laughs) you're gonna gonna stay
0: right there (laughs) even if you have to rest a moment well you know our our, I can tell you our listeners uh, thoughts and prayers and you'll hear more now that this is out a little bit more and and we just wish you the best through this uh, regimen.
1: Well, a wonderful thing. I've lost 45 pounds. I was trying to lose weight. And I needed to lose that much anyway. But <laughs> I, I, I was
0: going to say something because the last time I saw you, you were all in black and uh, you had uh, you had slimmed down a little <laughs> yeah. there.
1: Yeah, it's kind of lo- weird for me to look down. I went from 250 to 205. Yeah, And I, you can look down and I can actually see the scale. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, when you're in the shower, you can see other things. Other so, things, yeah. No, it's a,
0: it's a wonderful, uh, It's it's you know, it's a hell of a way to have to lose weight. Yeah. But, you know, I... Uh, a lot of friends and uh, even myself, you know, I'm uh, you know, we're not getting any younger, yeah. I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah. And, w- and we still uh, want to do a lot of things. Yeah. And sometimes our bodies uh, betray us a little bit there and we have to take care of business. And I'm glad that you're going to be in the saddle and not going to take a leave of absence unless you have to or something. Yeah, but you been plan been. on really sticking with us. Yeah. And and I hope uh, hope continuing on. Folks, it's amazing how we're uh, going to uh, how how fast. Uh, this gets uh, going let's just take the last couple of minutes of this segment i know we've been all over the place but when we talk about uh things that you're in charge of and you've been very vocal about talk a little bit about the river our waterways there's the merced river comes all the way out of don pedro goes all the way through mcclure yeah and and we see or mcclure excuse me and we seem to we've had a couple of dead bodies folks go out there summer's almost over but winter's coming and we may be a wet winter but you've really had problems keeping people the hell out of that thing haven't you
1: uh folks most of you that go into that river have no business in there. Stay out. And they just put those new restrooms on Merced Falls. Oh, my Everyone's gosh. Like, You're encouraging people to stop Well, they there. want them there to stop
0: to go fishing. Oh, that's for fishing, not yeah. for tubing.
1: Not for tubing, although it's considered a navigable waterway. And so but what they don't realize is these folks don't know what that river is like. And there's places of that river that are completely 100% overgrown. No, it's and they get in there and get tangled up into these trees, and they're unforgiving. So you get into there, you're in a tube, you get tangled up, and next thing you know, that current is pulling that tube out from underneath you, which is probably your only thing keeping you afloat anyway, because I guarantee that 99% aren't in there with life vests on. No. Now all of a sudden. Well, they got the beer, though. I'm sure they they the, beer's have the beer, in beer is in an ice chest. Uh, <laughs> Those but, ice
0: chests float a little yeah, bit. So uh, You pulled a, a lot of people out of the trees out there, and it's always at night. You got yeah, the. Because yeah. you have, again, all this stuff. You have a river rescue team, yeah, right? I do. One of the few and very uh, what I want to say, well-equipped. I mean, you go the ocean, and best wherever trained, you
1: want. They just came back this week from getting uh, certified again, uh, my dive team and um you know like i say i'm an active sheriff i you know I'm, I'm not behind the desk much no and, he's behind
0: the wheel pulling people yeah, over baby. exactly
1: <laughs> but uh, i'm also a flight officer and last summer we had issues on that river uh-huh.
0: and uh we what does that mean flight officer you go up in the helicopter and the this...
1: helicopter and uh, fixed wing uh-huh. uh, so I, I can go up i'm riding shotgun uh, uh-huh. co-pilot uh, so on uh observer i see uh, and that's why when they jumped in i have my own flight gear yeah, that yeah i keep in the truck so when my buddy on the west side showed up uh, ron goodman uh-huh. thank you very very much, sir. Uh, with his helicopter, I was able to plug right into their comm system and take off. Everything's for me. And I have that much experience uh, in there. But uh, we had some folks out on the river a couple of years ago in floating boats, and they got tangled up on these trees. Well, one of the girls had disobeyed her mother and brought a cell phone along because the mom said, Don't bring the cell phone. Boy, they're glad they had it because they ended up calling, and then we had to go up and actually find them on the river and so we spotted them then i uh, directed the uh, ground units in to to actually rescue them so it goes out the amount of resources that goes out to rescue folks we do it with a very glad heart but folks stay out of the water because it costs thousands upon thousands of dollars for us to go out there
0: well let me go out on this is there cost recovery in other words some of these people do they get a bill well, i would or? love to
1: send them a bill but that's not going to happen uh, you know well i know that
0: san diego we would pull them off the cliffs there they'd want to go down to black's beach because it was a nude beach they'd get halfway down and they didn't know whether to go up or down and fire department would have to come out and haul them up and i always thought man you got to get a ticket but they yeah. were drunk and it was tourists what do yeah. you do
1: yeah, exactly what do you do
0: Hey, folks, uh, we're out of the 8 o'clock hour. Two hours in the can, and he's not even tired. We've got 23 more minutes, and he'll be done. He'll be on to uh, other things, and I'm so happy that he was able to come in. Uh, you want to stick with us through the news. Vern Warnke, Sheriff, Merced County. He's covered a lot of issues. We're going to get into some more things. We're going to talk about the jail. Because I, I want to know when we're going to start construct. Or what? Well, you want to listen after the break. Thank you for being here in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll Thank be right you. back.
1: you.